Hey, this is Dwayne Larson, and welcome to It's a Music Thing, a podcast about, well, you guessed it, music. Each week, I'll try to bring you new stories from artists and other people in the music industry. I want to make this podcast one of your go-to music podcasts. There are a few ways you can help me make this happen. Go subscribe on iTunes, and if you feel so inclined, rate us. Also, tell your friends about It's a Music Thing. Nothing like word-of-mouth advertising. That goes a long, long way. Also, check out and follow our social media pages. It's a Music Thing MB on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, it's It's a Music Thing. The website is It's a Music Thing.com. Also, if you f- want to, drop me a line at It's a Music Thing mb at gmail.ca if you have a show idea or would like to be interviewed or heck maybe you even know someone that wants to be interviewed all right enough of my droning on and on let's get on with the show once again for tuning in to It's a Music Thing, the podcast. I am your host, interviewer, COVID dodger, dodger, dadger, dodger, person that makes no sense, as you obviously heard, Dwayne Larson. On the show today, I had a chance to talk to Shane from a band called The High Sides out of Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I don't quite sound as cool as Nardwar, but, you know, I'm trying. And they, he was he was great to talk to. I, I haven't had the chance to see The High Sides but they have been on kind of constant rotation since I've got the promo of their newest EP or full length EP. There are eight, there's eight songs. I don't know what you want to call it. Somewhere in between there called Some Pretty Dark Thoughts. It was released on February 14th, February 14th, 2020. Oh, too much coffee. Too many things going crazy right now. Um, you know, before all this pre-COVID craziness was happening. And I mean, I really feel sorry for anybody that is, I mean, me included, not that I'm feeling sorry for myself, but that's being affected by this. Musicians, bars, just today in Manitoba, they closed all non-essential services. So it's going to be, we just got to hunker down folks and, you know, make this happen and just whatever. I don't want to talk about it. Sick of hearing about it. Um, so yeah, I hadn't had a chance to ever, I haven't had a chance to see the high sides and I hadn't heard them before I got the promo stuff. But when I did, like I said, it has been on constant rotation and I had the chance talking to Shane was great. It was, I I love talking to people that I don't really know and I can't do that much research on. And I mean, that being said, I love talking to people that I do know too, but it's, it was great to kind of learn about who they are, uh, the processes, the artwork on the album is fucking phenomenal. It is, it's really great. And we, we talk about, um, a whole bunch of stuff on this. I don't want to ruin too much for you, but give it a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, thank you to anybody that is giving us any kind of entertainment these days, whether it be on Facebook live, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you're into, whatever. Thank you for the creators that are being awesome and giving us, you know, take trying to take our minds off of the craziness right now. But, and if you want to support us, the best thing you can do is rate us on Instagram or Spotify, subscribe, tell all your friends about us. Word of mouth is the best way to spread 
I don't know that sounds so bad to uh, spread the news of it's a music thing. Uh, and it really helps us out a lot. I know when my friends tell me about podcasts or music that I should go listen to, I definitely take it to heart and I go check it out. So if you want to check that out, <clears throat> if you want to tell your friends about us, that would be amazing. If you want to get a hold of me and tell me how bad I'm doing or how good I'm doing or even have some show ideas or some notes, I check my email eh, somewhat infrequently, but I try to do it more. Uh, the email is at itsamusicthingmb at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at It's a Music Thing. Uh, and all those platforms, I've been going through some older concert photos that I've taken. And it's it's a lot of, I, I got so much better, thank God. Because, oh, it's some of those are horrible. I'm, I just look at them, I'm like, what the hell is I doing here? It, it, it They just aren't, well, they're not not good. But, you know, it's one of those things, what did they say, like, you got to put 10,000 hours in to, to, to get good at something. I've definitely, definitely put that much into it now. But looking back on some of the old stuff, like I've got some stuff around from around 2006 from the Warp Tour from 2006, 2007. So go check that out. I mean, mash that like button or the heart button or whatever. But I also want to thank uh, Mike Lipanowski for we've got some other really great stuff coming up that he's working on right now, some really great big interviews. Uh, one that will be very surprising. Maybe you haven't heard of these guys in a while, but I had the chance to sit down with the lead singer and talk about what he's doing now, what the band's doing. Maybe they're not doing anything. Who knows? Uh, I know I'm being very vague on that, but we'll, we'll get to it. Don't worry. We got, we got lots of stuff and coming down the pipe. So I hope everybody enjoys this conversation and here you go. All right. I guess, uh, First and foremost, uh, who am I talking to right now? Uh, yeah, I'm Shane Elward. Uh, I play guitar and sing in the Vancouver punk rock band, The High Sides. Awesome. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for sitting down and talking to me today. And Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. And first of all, for people that don't know who The High Sides are, um, you're about a couple years old now at this point. How did, how did the band kind of come together? Uh, yeah, so I've been playing in bands on and off uh, pretty much my whole life. Um, I'd taken a little bit of time off and left Vancouver and did some traveling. Um, when I got back from traveling, I actually ended up going to Calgary and not coming back to Vancouver. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I was like really inspired to write when I got back from traveling. And I sat down and I had written and recorded... Uh, the first EP put it out there by myself and I was getting a really good response back from it, um, which then inspired me to move back to Vancouver and then get in touch with some of my old friends, uh, Merle and Tony, who uh, play in the band as well now. So then we kind of locked ourselves away and we're jamming that first EP that I had written and started playing shows around the city. And then that kind of just snowballed into playing a lot more shows and then uh, which eventually uh, turned into writing the new record, which began uh, last year. So where, where did you uh, go traveling to? Uh, around Southeast Asia. So like Thailand and Cambodia, Vietnam and stuff like that. What was, what was that experience like? Like how did that kind of inspire you other than kind of disconnecting from everything yeah, it was um it was that just disconnecting and then also I don't know, it was a very sobering experience mm -hmm. to be honest. Getting out of the city and like, cause like you know I've, I've 
to pay my bills and stuff like I bartend in the city so it's a lot of late nights and surrounded by a lot of chaos and there's a lot of drinking and there's a lot of all this and uh, so just to get away from all of that and just become I felt like I was like clear-headed for the first time in like forever uh, so yeah I think that just you know it made it made the whole process a lot easier for me can you remember one of those moments while you were traveling where it was kind of like you know, maybe, maybe the tipping point where it's like, I don't really want to go home, but obviously you have to sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I definitely remember. I mean, like, yeah, it was kind of like, I would have felt like I could have stayed forever. I mean, it was pretty much just like go until I ran out of money kind of thing. (laughs) Uh, so I was over there and then it was like, okay, I have to go home now. Um, but I didn't want to at all, you know? Um, I was like, I would have liked to stay for, I thought I thought at the time forever, um, but then once I, like I said, once I did get home, I, uh, I don't know, I felt good and I felt inspired and then I, you know, I started writing and recording and I was back with my computer and my guitar and my, you know, cause I didn't have any of that stuff down there with mm-hmm. me. So, uh, you know, that made it exciting to be home as well. Did you get a chance while you were away to check out any of kind of the local music scene over there? Yeah, I went to some local shows and stuff when I was on the islands, um, in the South, uh yeah there was lots of cool shows i feel like there was a bit of a music scene everywhere i went Mm. which was which was really cool definitely one of those places i'm sure you want to get back to yeah absolutely um 100 percent will go back so you said you had mentioned that you put out the uh the first ep you recorded it all yourself uh put it out there in 2018 how did you go about like did you play all the instruments on there as well Yeah, so I did everything myself on the first one, which was kind of something that I had always wanted to to kind of do anyway, just experiment with. Um, So yeah, I did. I played all the instruments and did everything myself on um, on the first one. And then when I came back to Vancouver, the guys kind of changed it a little bit because um, they're both great musicians. So then when we started to practice those songs in the in the jam space. Um, like if you would see us play them live now, like the bass that I did on that record is just root notes, but the bass player like completely, you know, rewrote the bass parts and they're like a million times better now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like some of the drum parts and stuff will be different as well. If you saw it live, uh, compared to like the, the, the kind of how basic the EP is for the first, for the first one. When you were looking at putting together the band, did you know, like no questions asked who you wanted to be in there? Uh, no, there were a few, there were a few different options. I had, I got in touch with a couple people. Um, uh, some people had showed interest more than others. Um, um, this is just, yeah, kind of how it worked out. Like these guys were like really, really on the go and really excited about it. Um, so they were like the first people to really lock in and come in and start practicing. And that were like, I knew that I had, since I was coming back here that I wanted to like really get people that were a hundred percent dedicated, like ready to play shows, ready to pack up and tour at any point, you know, ready to write more songs. Uh, and these, both of these guys were like a hundred percent on board with that. So. And when, and you said when you came back from Thailand or Southeast Asia, you didn't immediately go back to Vancouver, kind of why the deviation to Alberta? Yeah. Um, so I have family out in Alberta and my sister lives out there and she was pregnant at the time. So 
the plan was like, oh, I'm going to go spend time with her. And then, I mean, like initially I was like, I should probably stay in Calgary and like be close to my niece that's going to be born and like mm. be around for that. Um, and plans change, obviously. Um, I still try to like, I still fly out there. Like I was up there for, uh, for Christmas and stuff like that. Um, and try to go out there as much as I can, obviously to see my niece now. Um, but yeah, that was the initial idea. It was just kind of to be around family. Um, but then when all this started happening, it, I just felt like I had to go with it. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, no so the new, the new album, some pretty, some pretty dark thoughts just released on February 14th. Um, it's pretty amazing. You've been a band or been around for, like I said, two years, two, yeah. two albums out already. How, how does the, uh, the writing breakdown within the band since you did the first one all kind of yourself and then the guys added on their kind of things at the end. How did this new one kind of go with right. compared to the old one? Um, it was kind it's kind of similar. Um, I think that this, like this one was really personal to me as well. Like, I mean, if you like listen to it, it's, it's, it's a little heavy, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, it, uh, it, I, I was just jamming it at the gym about two yeah. hours ago. And I'm like, there's a few times I just had to stop and be like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. In it's a, good a little way. lyrically heavy for sure. Um, so I, uh, yeah, it was a little bit personal for me. So like I'd kind of locked myself away with it. Um, and, and wrote like the basic uh, basis of the, of the record. So I come up with the basic melodies and guitar and, and vocals and then brought that to the guys, um, who then added on, you know, everybody kind of added on their little bit of flavor to it. Like I had ideas for certain parts for the guys, but for the main part, you know, they, they had written their own instruments. Um, and I had just kind of come up with the, the lyrics and the, and the, and the basic rhythm guitars and melodies. Um, but as they built on, like we had done a bunch of pre-production ourselves, um, once as kind of, as we were writing to help the writing process go along. And then, we actually, when we went into the studio, we did another round of pre-production that was live off the floor. So they kind of built as they were going like that as well. And then like, I wasn't into like the final recordings on the record that like, uh, Murley who plays bass in the band had like, he had played most of the lead guitars on the record. So he had sat down with the producer, Matt Roach, and they kind of just took a couple days and just like brainstormed different idea so a lot of the like lead guitars on uh on the record were like kind of made up on the spot with uh with with the bass player and uh the, the engineer producer so because i had read in your um in your press release that you spent 2019 rewriting and perfecting the album was that the whole kind of thing is like you you had the bones and the the soul of the album and then everyone just kind of like you said just added more yeah, to it yeah i think so yeah like and you know just like i brought the brought the songs in and was like here this is what i got you know we'd be in the jam spot and i'd play it all and then like you know they'd start playing along with me and then you know just play it over and over and over again until it starts to feel right and then once we kind of locked all those down you know brought the our recording gear into the jam spot and then we started tracking it and so you know you can listen back to it Mm -hmm. uh yeah and we kind of just spent that process from i mean it took me a while to write it even though there's not (laughs) there's not that many songs on the Mm -hmm. record um i had 
I really like tossed away a lot of, you know, I thought I had something and then I was like not stoked on it and I would throw it away. Uh, so I felt like, like I was a, a lot harder on myself this time around than when the first time around. When, uh, when you say you threw it away, is, is it like you totally just got rid of it and you're like, well, maybe, or is it like, maybe this will be good for something else down the line? I totally threw it away and wow. I kind of regret that. I know. Yeah. I don't know if I like, I actually had talked about this not that long ago and I was like, I wish I had kept some of those songs yeah. because I, I did write a bunch of them and I had just totally just written them out on like paper and pen. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was, yeah, I was just in a weird spot and, uh, yeah, I just like tossed a bunch of stuff and I was like, I'm just starting over again. So that, I think the process just took a long time just to get to the, a certain point. Cause you had mentioned in a, in an interview, I was doing my research and that you were, when you're writing the new record, you were in a really low place. Right. Was, um, did that, that was obviously an effect on writing the new record. Yeah, for sure. Um, without getting into too heavy of details, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was like, I, um, I just got out of like a really long term relationship. So that had ended, uh, very suddenly, um, and then I didn't really deal with that very well. And I was kind of just like coping with everything I was going through was self-medicating and I was drinking too much. And I ended up, uh, losing my job at the time that I was working at. And then that kind of sparked me into being like, all right, I need to like relax and get my shit together <laughs> because mm -hmm. this is like, I'm not, whatever's happening is not, it's not kind of going to a, a good place. Um, so then I writing the record was kind of a, a healthier way, I think, of dealing with dealing with uh, whatever I was going through at the time uh, in, in, in comparison to like self-medicating stuff. So I did mm -hmm. kind of like lock myself away in my apartment, uh, you know, to like even just like I, you know, I'm just going to order my groceries online so I don't even have to like go outside. <laughs> and I kind of locked myself away for like, you know, uh, two months and and uh and tried to write songs and just take care of myself a bit and uh and it worked and 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 it was good and you you had also mentioned that you became sober for part of that do you think yeah that, do you think that helped kind of bring a clarity to i mean even the fact that you realized you're self-medicating and you're you saw the path you were going down was that very important do you think that that it really made you realize that you shouldn't be going down that path. Cause I mean, in this industry, this, that path gets traveled way too often. Right. For sure. Yeah. I think a hundred percent because like, I think a lot of those, like my first, when I'm first trying to write these songs on the record now, that's why I think that's why the process took me so long. And I was like, you know, fucked up and, uh, you know, and thinking like, Oh, like I can just get, go home and get fucked up and write all these awesome songs. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't work that way. And it was like, then you would like sober up and I'd like be like, these songs are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like I would think that they were awesome. And then I would listen to them and be like, these, there's not awesome at all. Like maybe there were certain parts in them, but like, you know, it was like, it just, it wasn't working for me. And like, maybe some people write better like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like for me, not at all. And, uh, so, you know, that was even another reason just to try to get more clear headed. And then I think that, yeah, then the writing became way easier and it just started to come out way more naturally and to, to a whatever level, uh, that I had set for myself, it seemed to, I was getting closer to reaching that 
of standard, I guess, that I wanted it to be at. So with this being such a personal album, is it hard when you're up on stage or even just thinking about the songs? Is it hard to actually go through with those and like sing them and just kind of have it all out there? Uh, no, I think that it's kind of the opposite. I feel like it's like, it feels like good, you know, cause like they are so like, you know, the songs are so personal and it's like, uh, exciting that that whole writing process is over and that the record's out now and it's it's cool just to go out on stage and like you know i don't know rock out super hard and just like play these songs and and hopefully people are stoked on them and uh yeah i think it's like the opposite like it feels good to do that um i had i had also done again a little more research and i had asked uh one of our mutual friends, I did a little creeping. I did a little Facebook stalking, okay, if you cool. will. And um, he, or they, I should say, they had mentioned um, that uh, there's this gentleman named Joey D who is somewhat of a musical mentor to you. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. How, what, what, how was he kind of your mentor? What did he mean to you? And how did you kind of deal with, with his passing? Yeah. Oh, crazy. I'm wondering, I'm like thinking of who you talked to, man. <laughs> no, you're just <laughs> racking. It's like, who, who, who did he talk to? It must've been like Steve Crow and the Abandoned Love guys. I'm thinking, but, um, uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. Um, Joey, yeah, Joey D was awesome. Um, like growing up and then, uh, like in Northern Alberta and like a tiny town where like there was a little bit of a music scene when we were in high school, but like these guys, those guys were the guys that created it like joey d and the guys from abandon all hope um like and they were older than us uh but they had created like this punk scene up there um you know and they they kind of took us under their wing and we're like we were like this younger punk band and they were the older punk bands so like we were looking up to them uh and they would book all the all ages shows so we could play those um you know they would even get us like in to play bar shows and stuff mm-hmm. uh when we were younger um yeah and then me and joey would like uh you know i don't know i just like would go and hang out and write with joey and uh we we did this thing for like a couple of years where we would go and just play open mics together across the city uh across the city like it was this huge city <laughs> there's like <laughs> four there's like four places to play but which, which uh, sorry which town was this this was fort mac oh okay <laughs> Yeah, so, like, that's where I'm originally from. I was born in Fort Mac, uh, and that's where, like, all this, yeah, that's where I met Joey and stuff like that. So, um, but, yeah, like, just, like, those guys creating that scene and um, and just, yeah, I don't know, being super helpful. I remember when we, I don't know how old we were, we, we probably recorded a record with those guys in, like, the 10th grade or something like that, and you know, just kind of coaching us through and like, I was a terrible singer and like, you know, and just them teaching us stuff and like, don't, don't you know, learn from our mistakes. And, mm-hmm. uh, but just all around great dude, man. Like, I don't think anybody in the world will have anything negative to say about Joey. He was just, uh, just a really awesome guy. Like, and like one of a kind for sure. Your, your story sounds very kind of very similar to mine. I originally kind of, I grew up, my formative years were in Estevan, Saskatchewan. Okay. And I know Fort Mac is very much kind of an oil field industrial town as was Estevan. And then I moved to Winnipeg, I think 12 years ago. Do you think, how do you, how do you feel like kind of Fort Mac helped 
helped or hindered shaping who you are now? Yeah, I think, like I said, I think the scene, uh, there was a scene there for sure. And like, I mean, but there wasn't like in high school, there wasn't like a bunch of punk rock kids either. I feel like there was like a small group of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then like when we met the Battle Hope guys and Joey D and, and Steve Crow, um, yeah, I started playing all those shows and, and hanging out with that crowd. And, and, um, that I think inspired me to want to leave for Mac, um, and and you know try to play music somewhere else or do something with music somewhere else because um you know you're just in this bubble and like the majority of my friends that i grew up with are still up there you know mm. most people stayed and either you know got a job on the oil sands or or whatever um so yeah i think it inspired me to want to kind of move to the big city and and like originally i did i moved out here and i went to recording school and um you know, I don't know if that was all worth it. And like, I'm not saying go spend a whole shitload of money <laughs> on, art, on art school because it probably isn't worth it. Yep. Uh, you know, um, but just like the process of just getting out of there. And uh, I mean, I had bounced back and forth. I came out here and I did that. And then I, I went back to Formac to make some money. And then I came back and then I did that a few times. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that it, it inspired me to, to want to try harder and do better, I guess. So the new album, some pretty dark thoughts, uh, which is not funny that it's a kind of based around your, your long-term breakup, but you released it on Valentine's day. Right. <laughs> was, was that kind of the, the final, was that planned? And was that like, and if it was, was it like the final kind of nail in the coffin? Let's put this to bed and let's move on. Yeah, I think so. It was like not planned the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, it was like a last minute decision. I think we had made that decision like a few weeks before it had come out. Um, like trying to, I can't, I think we had a different date originally and it might have even been Anthony's idea to be like, oh dude, it would be fucking hilarious. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to swear on this. Oh but, yeah, swear it up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, it would be hilarious if we put it out on Valentine's Day, you know, and like, like you said, like funny, not funny, but like, yeah, totally kind of a nail on the coffin of like, okay, it's finally done. Uh, and yeah, we kind of said, it and I was like, ah, is it me too cheesy to do this? And like, you know, uh, but we just went for it and yeah, I thought it was cool and it worked out and it kind of works with the cover art and stuff too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was a very last minute decision, but I think it worked. That that's a perfect lead into the next, uh, kind of topic of conversation. I'm looking at the cover art right now and it, it is pretty fucking awesome. It, yeah. It's, it's cool, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. And the more I look at it, the more there's like the small little things like the, the heart going into the hook and like going yeah. back to get processed into, it looks like sweaters and stuff. Yeah. How much kind of uh direction and first of all well first who did the artwork and second of all how much kind of direction did you give them yeah so um the guy that that did the artwork um his his name is well his, he goes by hamburger hands okay <laughs> so interesting artistic name but yep. hamburger hands is what he goes by so that's his instagram handle um he's based out of edmonton alberta um, I had seen that he had done some previous like t-shirt work with a buddy band of mine called the Nielsen's, um, 
so I reached out to him uh, and I had this idea. Yeah. So I saw his artwork. I, I, I liked what he was doing because uh, he had done this kind of like melty style before with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the concept, I, uh, I worked on the concept uh, by myself for a while um, and then pitched it to him just of that like idea. Um, and he seemed really stoked on it. Yeah. So he was like, hey, let me try something. Um, the process took a really long time, to be honest, a lot longer than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like there was points where I didn't even sure if we were even going to make the deadline. But um, but we did. And I'm really happy with the way everything turned out. So, yeah, no, it looks great. Did, and did he also do the uh, the cover, like the photo of you guys? Like your, um, your press photo? The rain cloud one? Yes. No, that um, is a guy goes by RZ Cinema. Um, that guy's a genius, man. I swear to God, like that, anybody that, should work with that guy. <laughs> that, that's another one that I just kept like, cause I'm a photographer as well. And I was yeah. just staring at it. And I'm like, there's so like, I was just trying to break down the lights and like looking at it and being like, how the fuck did he do this? And like, yeah, I, I mean, I look at it from a, I, it, it's a beautiful photo. Yeah. It's awesome, man. We had access to this tiki bar. And he, that was like, he just came up with this whole concept. Um, and he was like, you know, like, let's be like miserable kind of in the tiki bar. And he's like, I'm going to get this girl that I know to build us a rain cloud (laughs) and like came in, set it up, set up all these lights, um, set up this rain cloud up top of us. And then we were just like dumping water buckets over our heads (laughs) (laughs) and then like, yeah. And taking all these photos and then he like, you know, went in and like kind of digitally added some rain in and stuff after, but we have a whole bunch of different, uh, different photos from that day. And yeah, it was totally like his, he was directing us the whole time. And, uh, man, that guy is like amazing, like really, really good at what he does. And like those turned out so, so, so cool. So is that the same place where you, uh, filmed the video starved? Uh, no, starved was filmed in a couple different places. So it was filmed, uh, partially in my apartment, and then at the Moose, which is like this, like one of the only little rock and roll like dive bars left in like Vancouver, sadly. Um, and then also this like nightclub called Studio that we were allowed to have access in, which is where the like the live sequence was oh, shot. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I guess where can people find out more information about? Oh, sorry, actually, not that. Never mind. Do you are you guys touring anytime soon? Uh, yeah. So we have a tour coming up. Um, the first two dates are at the end of April. So it's not every single date is a hundred percent booked yet, but it's looking like last week of April, we're going to be doing the, the islands Vancouver Island and Nanaimo. And then from the first of May and onward, we're going to just do BC and Alberta. So we're going to work our way down, uh, through Vancouver and Squamish, Kelowna, and work our way over to uh, Alberta and do Edmonton and Calgary. And we even go all the way up to Fort Mac to the hometown. Nice. And say hi to those guys and then turn around and hit some spots on the way back. And we're doing that with our buddies, uh, Dead End Driving, which uh, are uh, guys that have been playing in Vancouver for a while. So stoked for that. Nice. And so where can people find out more information about High Sides? Where can they get the album? Yeah, so um, we do have a website, www.thehighsides.com, so you can find tour dates on there. Um, When tickets become available, you can find tickets and stuff on there, too. Um, 
as for album right now, it's available on all streaming services. So wherever you stream your music is where you can find it. Um, as for physical copies, we do not have physical copies as of this time, um, but it is in the works. So we're hoping for tour, we will have vinyls with us on the road. Nice. Um, and then as soon as we have those, they'll be put online. So you'll be able to find them on the websites um, and be able to order those or come out to a show and grab one. Um, and that'll be awesome too. Cause that'll be uh, even more of the artwork uh, that you haven't, people haven't seen yet will be on the vinyl as mm -hmm. well. So it's not just that cover. We have some other stuff that he's done. So that'll be cool. Awesome. Well, and I guess finishing up, Top three places in Vancouver someone should check out if you're in the city. Top three places in Vancouver someone should check out if you're in the city. Hmm. This is a hard question. People ask me this all the time when well, I'm bartending, and yeah, I never know what to tell them. <laughs> okay, let's say, you know, you're 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 into punk rock. You want to go see some either record stores, bars, anywhere yeah. where it's like you're going to feel at home walking into these places. For sure. Um, there's a great punk scene in Vancouver. It's awesome. Uh, 100%. So uh, if you're going to catch a show, there used to be this place called SBC, which was like a, a skate park, indoor skate park, like venue, which was amazing. And it sadly just closed down, mm -hmm. uh, which is so sad. Um, but like the Astoria is great for shows. Um, Pat's Pub is great for shows. Anytime you come to Vancouver and you can go to either, probably usually either of those venues on the weekends and something awesome is going to be happening. Um. Also, like after the show for beers, definitely go to the Moose. Um, that's like the only place I still go, <laughs> um, which is maybe sad. But it's like if we're going for beers or I finish work and I'm going for beers, yeah. go to the Moose. You'll hear good music. It'll be way too loud. So you might not be able to hear the person beside you. But it's a great, uh, it's a great spot. And if you're hungry and you want to eat some delicious tacos or burritos, um, whether you're a vegetarian or vegan or not, you should go to Bandita's on Commercial Drive because it's delicious and they make this like really tasty habanero sauce in jars Ooh. and you can buy it and take it home. So you should buy it and take it home and eat it because it's good. I think I'm probably going to go there as soon as we finish this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Bandito's, you say? Yeah, Bandita's. Awesome. Well, Again, thank you for sitting down and talk to me. Um, hopefully, you're making it out here to Winnipeg so we can uh, yeah, talk in person awesome. and check out the band. Awesome. Thanks so much. Man. That was a super rad interview. Awesome. It. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There you have it. There was my conversation with Shane from the High Sides out of Vancouver. And they, they do have a new album out as of February 14th. So it's been out for a bit, but you should definitely go check it out. I'll put all the links in the show description where you can go check out the band, where to get the music. Definitely right now, it is very, very important to support artists as much as you can. I know we're all kind of hurting and we're all in this weird state of limbo. I've lost all my work. My partner had to close down her salon. So, you know, we're, we're in the same boat as everybody else. If you're working, if you're one of the essential workers, thank you for what you're doing. I really appreciate the fact that, you know, we can still go for groceries, go for beer. You know, we're, we're looking for a beer sponsor. Just not, not, not saying you have to, but as <laughs> uh, we, we always enjoy good beer. And so if you're an essential worker and especially the people on the front line of this thing, working in the hospitals, 
all that, any kind of healthcare where you're putting yourself at risk, the cops, the fire department, anybody that's out there working right now, a big, big thank you for continuing to do your job, continuing to show up at work, even though you know there could be, who knows what you could be exposed to. But thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, yeah. So as always, we play kind of three songs after the interview and I'm going to go with, I uh, grabbed three songs, just kind of not at random. Like I said, it's the, these are probably my favorite three about on the, uh, on the album. Uh, the first song is called starved. Uh, the second song is called HFNY, which is happy fucking new year. This is probably my favorite song on the album. I've noticed I've been playing my favorite song second. I don't know. I don't know why it just seems like that's the way it's gone lately, but so second song called HFNY called happy fucking new year track number four on the album. And then track number seven on the album called sorry about the mess. Like I said, great, great kind of poppy punk feel it's it's good you'll enjoy this and once you hear it i hope you go out and support these guys go buy the music any kind of artist you can support right now the appreciation or the yeah just just go do it go support any kind of artist that you can whether it be even just share it comment like that's that's all that's all we really need or that's not all we need but it it goes a long way it gets more eyeballs more earballs on stuff so that's right now, you know, we're just keep fighting the good fight. And again, big thank you to the audio wizard, Mike Lipanowski for cleaning this up, doing his thing. Uh, we've got more new stuff coming very soon. I hope everybody enjoys us and stay safe. Spending most my week alone with my thoughts Watching Rich textured our film and rehearsing the plot Most of my life has been this one big embarrassment Eating takeout food, watching the reruns All I know is this fucking shit Can someone teach me
December snow is melting Who will die before the drugs? Your vanity makes me insane Spent so much time on The admin out furniture Remembering you on that summer day From house to house Caught and Good at pretending Cause you're not who you say All the lies you can't 